Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 296. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news, and then we'll be talking about some recent episodes of Empire, The Good Wife, The Walking Dead, and the series premiere of Supergirl. Plus, we've got some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 296. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Carissa Pavlika from tvfanatic.com. And Makisha Madden-Toby with Essence.com. All right. Thank you, Carissa and Makisha, for joining me on episode 296. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, we'll just jump right into the news. A few things from the last week. ABC had a whole bunch of stuff. They officially canceled The Whispers, which pretty much everybody thought was canceled already, I thought. so. We were already whispering about it. (laughs) Uh, And then they haven't officially cut or haven't officially canceled blood and oil, but they're going to because they cut the order from 13 to 10 episodes, which is just the, well, we're going to cancel this and we don't want to spend more money than we have to on it. So exactly. We're in the middle of episode eight. So we'll give them till 10 to do whatever. In case they want to make a change to their final episode. Yeah. And turn it into the blood and oil Limited Bloody, series. The bloodiest, <laughs> bloodiest blood and oil yeah. yet. <laughs> and then, not surprisingly, due to the raising, ratings, but surprising that it has those types of ratings is that ABC has picked up Dr. Kin for the back nine for a full season. So I, I don't understand. I just don't understand that. I don't either. Who is watching the show? <laughs> I don't know, but there's some five to six million of them. Every wow. week, like it dropped, it it started out at six and a half, and it dropped down to it seems to have stabilized around like five and a half. Same people who watch Last Man Standing, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I guess. And life is according to Jim or whatever. It also, was like, how, who was doing this? Who was keeping the show on air? Yeah, that. Uh, I wasn't surprised that it got that type of rating, even with the you know the bad reviews of it for the first episode, but I am su- sort of surprised that that many people stuck around for a second and a third and a fourth episode or however far that we are into it now. Yeah. You can't even call it a, like a train wreck effects. Like where you're <laughs> like, okay, well they were just curious how bad it could be. No, this is, this has gone past that. I just, I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> it's not for me. I guess it's not for us. To understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never went past the pilot. Yeah, I can barely get through the <laughs> <laughs> I subjected myself to the second episode, and that was more than, way more than enough. All right, next up on the list, Discovery Channel announced that the upcoming season of Mythbusters will be its last, which the show's been around for like 16 years or something like that. I, it, it, I thought I it, was, it was already canceled. Yeah, I, I thought it was repeat. Exactly. I know it's been around for... Uh, for quite some time, but I was like, really? Oh, wow. It's, I guess it's one of their longest running uh, things, but like, they've got to be out of myths by now, right? I've <laughs> 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 them all. It's done. Yeah, at this point, they're just creating myths and then debunking them or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's their next, their new show is going to be 
something where they have to go back through all of the Mythbusters <laughs> and debunk every single myth that they already busted. <laughs> yeah, myth revisions. Remakes are still good. Yeah. Yeah, it's still sad to see it go. I mean, like, who know? We didn't know that it was even like still actively making new episodes, <laughs> but it seems sort of in that sense still still seems sort of sad that it's going to be canceled. Like, why? Why? That's why, why I'm not worried about it because do you really think it's going to be off the air anytime soon? Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll they're going to say sixteen years worth of episodes for the next sixteen years. <laughs> exactly. It's it's kind of like the like Sesame Street. When HBO is take is going to be taking over Sesame Street, and everybody's like, "Oh, but the new episodes are going to be here before they go there," and you're you're just like, "But they play episodes all the time, and kids don't <laughs> seem to care whether they're new or not." So no, I think this is a lot a lot the same. They could just keep playing old episodes of these. Uh, they have so many of them now. Uh, America's that, Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, you would never, yeah, you would never know that that it wasn't still on. I guess. Next up. Nickelodeon has canceled Instant Mom, which will end at the end of its third season, which I guess is running right now. It's another one of those shows that is like, wait, I did hear about that at some point. I think <laughs> I think I saw something about it. Uh, but apparently Nickelodeon is, uh, at least for the time being, is stopping original programming in their Nick at Night block. Oh, that whole Nick Moms thing didn't turn out well. Who knew? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. But just another another show that you're like, oh yeah, that's right. That was a show. That was a that was a. All oh, right, the Maori sisters keep getting work somehow. <laughs> well, at least one of them did in this one. Well, the other one's on a talk show called the one of them, the chat, the talk, the pop, the what you know what I mean, the haps, whatever it is. She's on it, so. The real. That's what it is. I was being funny, but now I'm actually coming to the the real. She's on the real. So I, that's another. Where's that at? I, d- come on, I can barely <laughs> come up with the name of the show. <laughs> I mean, I know it's in syndication, and I couldn't tell you on which network or what time, but it is a show, and they are not. They are not canceled. So apparently, yeah. TV has a thing where they have to have at least one Maori sister working on television at all times, and all is well. It creates keeps the balance somehow. Somehow, like, <laughs> it, it keeps it, it. It keeps it real. Apparently, it's checks and balance. Right? It keeps it too real. Too real for everyone. Uh, oh. And then last up uh, on the news is that TBS has canceled Clipped after one season, which is. Not a surprise because, I mean, to me, it was more of a surprise that they actually picked this up and made a season. The first episode was very Dr. Ken-like terrible. But, <laughs> <laughs> but wait, Who was there, was a, that? there was another casualty today. There was something else that uh, popped up today? Married. I loved Married. They got canceled? Yes. Can we weep a little for a show that really didn't deserve to be canceled? Because <laughs> I can't say the same for Blood and Oil and Instant Mom and Clipped. <laughs> Married really made me laugh. I have to I have to cry foul on that one. I laughed the first season and then completely forgot about it the second season. And I didn't even crack open a bottle of wine that they said. Now that says something, right? I mean, oh, no. Yeah. I just forgot. I mean, it's just it was a fun. Here's the thing. I think it was a 
summer show that was great for the summer. And I think once it wasn't on another summer, I was like, who? So I don't, I mean, it's weird. I'm not saying it, it wasn't. was the summer though. That's just the thing. It just ended like two weeks ago. See, it see, wasn't I, I, with see that's how much I was not paying attention. And clearly I was not the only one not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been paired with, like you're the worst. No. Which I believe was paired with that last, last summer. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think they did start it out. Yeah, with that, and then, but they, then they switched you are the worst to fxx and then everything got discombobulated so that, that was bad that's yeah. unfortunate i like nat fax and i saw him last week at the health food store in, in marina del rey and i i should have i mean i should have warned him i don't know maybe i just had a feeling <laughs> the show was on the on the on the fence is gonna get canceled i don't know maybe he knew maybe bad, that's why his second season actually was it was still was getting vitamin D. yeah I don't know. Sad. That's sad. That is sad. That could be why he was at the health food store. You know, he was getting something to uh, deal with the knowledge that his show was canceled. <laughs> Ginkgo biloba. Yeah. And getting ready to, you know, learn all those new scripts and things like that for uh, <laughs> St. John's for, Ward or something. <laughs> go out for some new shows. <laughs> Poor guy. He's funny. He can't keep a show, that guy. He's, he's an Oscar winning guy and he can't keep a show. What was the Fox show that wasn't that he was on? Kate and somebody. Yeah, that, yeah, I really liked that show. Me too. So much, so much so that I can't remember the name of it. But you know, it only lasted for like ten episodes <laughs> or something. So, but yeah, that was that one was really good, but didn't get uh, uh, much of a chance. I don't know. There's there's like a a handful of people that you're like, oh, I really like them. I wonder why they never seem to be able to have a show <laughs> last more than a season or two. <laughs> Yeah, who's the Kyle Bornheimer? Yeah, Bornheimer. I like him a lot, yes, too. Bornheimer. Same thing. Like, can this man get a hit? Somebody give him a show, please, and make it a success. Yeah, I hope that's uh, not why Angel from Hell ended up getting moved. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's on it. The oh, Bornheimer God, already doomed. <laughs> oh. All right. That's... <laughs> <Okay. Poor> <laughs> ben and Kate. Ben and yes, Kate. Yes, that's it. Ben oh. and Kate. Good show. Nobody watched. You didn't even remember. See? See what's yes. happening? We love him so much, we don't even watch his stuff or remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad love. It's a sad kind of love. Yeah, well, in this day and age, when something comes and goes, it's gone. Like, <laughs> I don't even... It's like there's 15 other things that take its place these days. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like there's and, then no and then they're canceled before yeah. you have time to learn their name. And then it, the cycle, rinse, repeat. Just yes. Boom. Yep. Uh, but with that, that's that's enough for the news, and we'll jump into prime time and talk about some shows that we do know the name of. <laughs> <laughs> we hope. Yes. First up, Empire, season two, episode five, Be True. And Empire is a show that I'm, I've gotten way behind on. What? I know. And I guess I, oh. I, I think there's something... There's something about the the sort of just spinning through story and lots of things happening and twists and turns and, you know, big soapy drama and stuff like that, that apparently I'm getting my fill of that from Scandal. Oh, mm-hmm. And there's no other room for <laughs> other shows in that, in that genre because I'm not 
there's a, a, a few other things. I mean, how I, how to get away with murder is a little bit more murder mystery in that vein, but it still has that same twisty spinning through lots of story type stuff, mm-hmm. and and some other stuff that I've I've stopped watching or just haven't kept up with. That I don't know what it is that right now that those things just don't interest me, even though. I liked it when I was watching it and I made it through most of the last season and then <laughs> and then some for some reason it just started piling up on the DVR and that's the sure sign of you know that you're apparently not interested in it is when right everything else gets watched before that and pretty soon you have I think I have like 10 episodes now cuz I have some from last season and the five from this season so you don't even know about the exciting conclusion to season 1 yeah, I'm, 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 I'm so far behind. So, but, uh, but it seems like a show that needs to be talked about. So I'm glad that both of you are watching it. And start with you, Bakisha. What is it about Empire that, uh, and you know, what's going on here in the last few episodes that uh, keep that keeps you watching? In general, or just specifically, because if I don't want, if I get too specific, it might like ruin it for you. But maybe not, because you're like ten behind. Yeah, so I, don't know. yeah I don't know if I'm ever going to catch up. Go ahead, it's uh, spoil away. Well, this week took an interesting turn because uh, Hakeem, who's actually here's the thing, Hakeem was like despised in the first season as much as Lucius, probably even more so because he was such an annoying bat. This is, and I think they've actually made uh, Hakeem like more likable because he has a relationship with Cookie. I pretty much feel like anybody who has a relationship with Cookie, if you're on her good side, you're on viewer's good side, or at least this viewer. <laughs> um, so the, Hakeem and Cookie are getting along, so I like him a lot more. So, of course, what happens? He gets kidnapped. Um, so <laughs> it's a little all over the place, but I don't care. I mean, I love it. It's just fun. The music is good. It, you know, Taraji is amazing. I love her a lot. Every week she has something that I can repeat. And or tweet or retweet or something. So she's she's great. The show is so what it is. It's what's funny to me is that you know on my timeline on both Twitter and Facebook, more so on Facebook, you know I see people complaining and saying, well, I, this show is falling apart and um, I don't like it as much as as I did the first time. And I'm just like, are we watching the same show because it's just as bad or trashy, whatever <laughs> you liked or didn't like the first season? It has all that same stuff. So it's just confusing to me when people complain about it. Um, so that, you know, it is what it is, but it's just funny to me because I'm just trying to figure out, like, did they see a different show the first season than I did? Because it wasn't like it was like ever a Mad Men caliber quality show. <laughs> it was always sort of like, you know, sloppy and silly and fun. And I mean, maybe I think initially it was maybe supposed to be a serious show. And I think once the writers realized and, and, and the producers realized what they had, they kind of like were like just free to just kind of do whatever they wanted. And I think that's what adds to the appeal of it, at least for me. So it's just, like I said, the only thing that's making me scratch my head is that people are, like, complaining about this season. But it's going to be off this week or the week of the World Series anyway. So it'll come back November 4th. Maybe people can regroup and remember that it was never that as good as maybe they remember. Or <laughs> I don't know. But I, I, I still like it. I'll keep watching. So, How about you, Carissa? Well, I absolutely refused to watch the first season because I was – so certain that it was all hype and you know how you hear that oh i just love it it's the best thing ever since sliced bread and you're going oh no it is not there's just no way no way no way and i absolutely refused and every time my friend one of my friends he's like i'm on my third i'm watching it for my third time i'm like this is is just bullshit i don't even what the hell's going on here this is just ridiculous i'm not watching it and i just don't like pop music at all i don't like 
I'm just not a popular music kind of a person. So that just didn't appeal to me. And then two weeks before TV came back, I was on Hulu and they were tempting me. And they're like, oh, look, here's Empire. Didn't you say you wanted to watch Empire? And I'm like, no, I didn't want to watch Empire. No, I don't. Click. And then 10 hours later, <laughs> I had finished Empire Season 1. <laughs> and didn't it just so happen that Fox had sent out the first four episodes of Season 2? So I was like, oh, 14 hours down. <laughs> wow. And, and um, yeah, so... And what's so funny, and I think it's absolutely brilliant, because even though, and, and I still admit, I don't like the music, except that there's a um, Hakeem, who I have to agree, could not stand at all the first season. And by the time the second season rolls around, they have just redeemed him. And I don't think it's only because he's, yeah. it's not only because he's with Cookie, but because he's, he's actually caring about something other than himself, which yeah. is extraordinarily important and now his brother jamal only gives a crap about himself and is no longer magnet you know magnanimous but um the music it's so interesting because like on other shows like nashville you can fast forward through the music scenes you cannot do that <laughs> on empire because because somebody's having a conversation super, while they're singing yes, yes there are important conversation moments every single time so if you if you try you're screwed and there was a scene where who's the chick that was who won american idol who was the, the um, latina with, girl uh no i think i think i think I think she was an American Idol person or something. And she was with Andre at at church. Jennifer Hudson. Oh, she? yeah. Jennifer Hudson. She did not win. She won an Oscar, but not American Idol. So or she, yes. yeah, whatever, whatever she was, I decided that I just hate her voice more than anything in the world. I mean, of all the music that I didn't like in the first season, it was her. And I was going, oh, are you please. serious? That's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> I was going, please make her shut up. Make her shut up. Oh, I can't. I can't. But I, I was just riveted to everything else that was happening around it. I just had to watch. But I, it's it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant the way they do it. And and I just, you know, I'm, gr- I'm getting an appreciation for different types of music, if not Jennifer Hudson, no offense. None taken. <laughs> but, you know, the, um, the, the girl group, Menage, what was he called? <laughs> He's calling it Menage He's calling it something else. Now I can't remember the name of it. That Hakeem is creating great catchy songs. I'm finding myself rewinding and listening to it. Mm-hmm. Cookie is hilarious. Yeah, I love her. You know, and and now, like you said, Hakeem was kidnapped this week. And is it going to be a? Is it going to be a prank? I can't think of anybody who would want to kidnap him. I think it's the neighborhood thugs that the you know where the new studio is. They tried to tell them that they were going to strike once they robbed Tiana of her purse, but they. But I think Cookie thought it was a Lucius thing, and Lucius is like, in the preview at least, he's like, "That's not me. I didn't do this." So it's going to be good. Dang, <laughs> dang. I, and I, I and I I see the same thing too with oh this season isn't as good as last season. Yeah, and you agree. 
no, I don't agree. I don't. Yeah. I see other. I see people in my timeline, and even the guy who watched it three times. I said, I think it's just because you're used to it now, <laughs> because it's not fresh and new. You know, yeah, who does it's that? Like, yeah, I don't. That's oh, him. I know these people now. Well, you know, that's called life. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. you can't. You can't expect everything to be fresh and new and exciting every single time you turn on the TV. Although that's what they're, I mean, they're still trying to do that with the stories that they're telling and the twists and the turns. And are they still, does each episode still sort of arc to like some sort of cliffhanger or big reveal or something like that at the end of each episode? Somewhat. I mean, I think this week was, this past week was the most cliffhangery of all the episodes thus far because, because of Hakeem's kidnapping, but um, the, the week prior, you know, they sort of resolved it. And, um, you know, where Andre and Rhonda are digging in the woods and and then they... I mean, every single episode has something like that yeah. in it, though. Yeah, I always thought it was interesting in the first season. I was like, are they going... This is, is this something they're going to be able to keep? Because everything sort of arced to... They would drop a bombshell or some big piece of news or or <laughs> something would happen at the very end of an episode. And you're just like, man, if... <laughs> If they can keep this up, that's going to be pretty impressive. Well, I mean, the, the, the episode before this, the prosecutor gets in her car and there's Vernon's dead, you know, uh, decomposing body on the passenger seat. And she's like, <laughs> Okay, Makisha, what do you think should happen to Michael? I, I, I cannot see how Jamal and Michael can stay together now. I just, I didn't see that coming because I thought, I didn't think that, Okay, I didn't think Jamal would cheat with Neil, but I didn't think Neil would somehow compromise Michael. And it makes you think, like, I thought it, it messes with your mind because you're like, I think I, I thought Michael was the good one. I thought he was the one that was sort of hard to turn and change and would See, stay. I thought, he, I thought since the beginning of the season, he's looked like an absolute lunatic. <laughs> Every single time somebody walks into a room with the two of them. He's he's been eyeing them like he's gonna like whip out a switchblade and slice them across the throat. He's like a jealous freak. And so to and I can't decide right, if so- he's trying to be if he wants to be Jamal or if he's so ridiculously protective of him. And now that he insecure. now that he did this ew, thing that made me want to just gag. Yeah, that was crazy. That was just so disgusting. I don't know what I, mean, I yeah, guess that it's because like, of, of, see, but that's of, what I'm saying. I, I felt like oh. I didn't feel like that was I didn't feel like that was true to his character. But then I guess we don't know him. Maybe that's what they're trying to let us know, because I know he was insecure and he's threatened by, like you say, everybody who has anything to do with Jamal at all. Um, but at the same time, like Jamal said, like, if I were attracted to you, I wouldn't do that. And that's what he said. But maybe Michael felt like because Jamal wasn't going to take him on the tour, but before Jamal could tell him, I changed my mind, I'm going to take you. You know, he's getting the mouth love, a mouth to mouth from, <laughs> from the hey. photographer. And you're just like, what? Like, I mean, it was funny because I saw the tweets before I saw the episode. So I kind of knew, but even, even having seen those and then like still, and then watching it, I was like, Oh, come on. I mean, like, even I was like, I mean, I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was going to go down like that. And I still was like disappointed in Michael. Like, and like you said, I mean, it's not like he's the best boyfriend ever, but I just thought that he would be more committed than, than that. 
um, considering all the stuff that we had to go through. And mostly because of his parents, because of Jamal's parents, because Cookie said, oh, you know, Michael doesn't have anything going on. He doesn't have a career of his own. Of his, of his own. Then they got back, broke up, got back together. And then, you know, Lucius is like, don't take him on the road. So it's like, you know, on one hand, you can kind of kind of see it from Michael's side. Like, you know, I guess I don't have a chance with this guy. But on the other hand, it's like, given that his parents are like so, so dysfunctional. Yeah. Why would you then just say, well, I guess I'll just let the photographer do what he will with his mouth to me because <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll just I'm prove like, his parents right. Yeah, he oh, did. Way to go. And that was, yeah, that yeah, was sort of sad. So, I mean, usually with the, with Empire, it usually means that they have a, a hotter love interest in mind for Jamal. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But it's it just, it's for me. I'm about dumb. I'm about dumb, Michael. You don't like Michael? <laughs> No, I'm done with him. I was done with him at the end. I, I was done with him in season one, and now he's back for season two, so he can just move along. He he made yeah. he made way yeah yeah yeah. Big I like the Australian guy, and then I thought it was kind of weak sauce that in the season in the second season they were like they kind of referenced him. I don't remember his name. Yeah, he was just gone. Yeah, he's like oh he's a, he was a whore. Like oh okay, <laughs> the end. No, he wasn't. Who knows? We never saw him again. So I guess I know. You know. It, was, it was bizarre. It was a weird, a weird transition. Maybe he wanted to raise in real life and they were like, we can just bring Michael back. He's cheaper. I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> it just really didn't. Well, we, he business. is cheap. We figured that out. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, in a perfect world, Neo would be his boyfriend, but you know, that's a, that's for another show. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you ready to start watching them all now, Jason? Yeah, just, apparently if I if I start back in, it'll be ten hours later before I oh. <laughs> before I'm before I'm done. Right? I just be yeah. <laughs> just a, it goes fast. Catch up during the World Series, and I don't know. There's certain shows that I sort of like. It's still on the DVR. It's still recording every episode because I feel like this is like the top show on network right now it seems like i i should be watching it just just because almost and i don't know there's other things that like i said always seem to get watched uh off the dvr first and one of those shows is the good wife which is the next show on the list uh, season seven episode four taxed and uh carissa what do you what are you thinking of this season of the good wife I'm thinking that I'm really happy that I'm not in trouble with the law. That's the first thing that comes to mind after watching last night's, because being in bond court is one scary ass place to be. Yeah, you don't want to have done something in that low tier of stuff because. And I can't just... imagine I'm going to do anything in the in the high tier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Off the cuff, I, I don't have I don't have a high tier criminal mentality, so you know maybe somebody might think I shoplifted. <laughs> I see myself slipping in under that radar, but man, that is a wicked, wicked, wicked. That 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 is just shedding a whole new light on the whole legal system to me. Watching them, well, I've in always Bonfort. found that interesting about the Good Wife is that they always seem to. I mean, this is a completely different thing that they're that they're working with this season, but they always seem to hit cases. Or end up in, you know, have Alicia end up in some sort of court someplace that you've never, you know, you've never seen before. So the gamut of things that they that they tackle inside the show, I always find interesting because 
while it's still on the face of it a law procedural in a lot of respects where there is some sort of case of the week usually that they're working on and and for the most part solve in some respect by the end of an episode they're always some sort of a case or in this case like bond court something that you've never seen on a lawyer show before and so in addition to the character stuff and continuing to follow these characters they always hit on these interesting spots and and you you're correct like when the judge is basically like uh you're slowing things down so i'm going to just like completely screw over your client because you're slowing down uh the process of just running through these people and you know the lawyers basically lying to people you know well, tell and, it, all, and they're betting on their weight to see how yeah, fat, you know like, they can yeah to see who can clear the most cases by weight of oh. <laughs> and, and they don't want it they don't they don't care if they if you know just plead guilty just put a just get a dirty record just just, just hurry up yeah, it doesn't matter if you're hurry up and clear out. Yeah, just just uh, you know, you'll get six months. Uh, you can get it take you know maybe taken off or your record blocked or whatever later on or or something. But you know, we're just trying to we're just trying to move move you through because we don't have we don't have time to do it you know the right way. And it is, I think, it is an interesting look at our legal system. The, the legal system. Because I have a feeling that this is closer to how things are really working than a lot of the things that you see. Because, you know, some of the bigger trials and cases and stuff, there's always the way that they're written is is for the dramatic impact of the story for the audience, you know. And that's not really right. how court cases necessarily take place. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, if you were to actually watch or sit in a lot of court cases, you'd just be bored out of your mind <laughs> at how at how not dramatic you know or, or things go. Uh, so that's always different. But this had a sort of an air of like this is probably happening all over the place where there's just so many of them and it's so understaffed and so underdone that they just have to that they're just trying to. Where the judge tried to talk about it in the, it it's it's not about the in this case it's not about the singular person it's what's best for everybody and what's best for everybody is if we just move them through as fast <laughs> as possible. And if you think about it, the bond court is is really the beginning of your experience. So you get picked up and you go to you know you you're arrested and the first thing that you have to do is get through bond court and it that right there is whether or not you're going to go to jail. Or you're going to go home. And if you go to jail and you don't get your bond, the rest of your experience is just going downhill from there. So what they're doing is extremely important. Hmm. I mean, that that's like one of the most important parts of, of a, if we call them petty criminals, you know, especially if it's your first time. Because if it doesn't go right, that's, you know, you're, you're going to spend one or how many nights in jail until you can get bond or get your case heard that's scary and to think that it might be that cavalier yeah and that, oh my that's God. why people would probably try and take deals or whatever just because they want to get they want to get out of jail they don't want to spend uh, more time so yeah i think that that having alicia 
you know, sort of start at the bottom and recreate her, you know, her career again uh, is, and in doing it in this way, I think it's been interesting that, you know, the new people that she's met and stuff. But what do you think about some of the other things uh, like the new campaign manager, uh, Margo Martindale's always great, <laughs> but like her and Eli going at it uh, and some of those storylines. I'm I'm not sure that I I'm enjoying Margo Martindale's entrance as much as other people are. Yeah, because she's sort of set up here as <laughs> you're still so or just supposed to be rooting for Eli, not really rooting yeah. for her. So and it doesn't seem like um like Peter is really on board with her, even though he he was so emphatic to have her on board. She's even fighting against Eli and Peter to try to get her way, and nobody's buying into what she has to say anyway. I don't know. I'm I'm not as impressed with her her appearance on the show as as I expected to be. She's usually yeah, well, the more entertaining. Yeah. Well, the political stuff has always been the weakest part of the show anyways, I think. I'm always more interested in what these the lawyers are doing and like I said cuz they end up in all these different styles and types of cases that you don't see. That's called CBS had they canceled the Millers and they had to find somewhere to put Margot Martindale type role. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it happens too often. So you're like, oh, this person's on this show. I guess they needed, they had to finish out their contract or they owed them some money or something like that. So they shoved them somewhere. <clears throat> so. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm never like, I think that last year's, you know, with Alicia running for stuff was, you know, the weakest side of things. And I'm more interested in, you know, her starting building her career back up, you know, starting a new firm and even, and we're getting a lot less of some of the other lawyers and things happening at the old firm that we're spending a lot of time with Peter and this, this new campaign. And I'm, I'm less thrilled with that, but I'm really liking the rest of the show and sort of how they've dealt with (laughs) last season, you know, some of the stuff that happened last season and, some of last season not being the best the show has done. I think in trying to reinvent Alicia here, it's reinvented the show a little bit. And I've, I've really been enjoying most of what's been going on in the first few episodes. Cause like you said, Chris, this whole bond court stuff and everything happening around there is, is fascinating and super scary. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that that's happening. And, and new, interesting, recurring characters as well, with Luca and the judge. Yeah, the the sort of slow buildup of giving Alicia a female friend that will actually be on screen with her. Yep. <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Although, how hard is it not to look at the two of them and try to see if there's a seam down the middle of the <laughs> like when they were like when they were at the bar. <laughs> you're just like are they really making eye contact or (laughs) are there bricks in between the two of them somewhere that I'm supposed to be counting (laughs) I don't know if they're really there (laughs) uh yes so yeah enjoying enjoying most for the most part uh, season 7 of The Good Wife and with that we'll move on to the next show on the list which is The Walking Dead season 6 episode 3 thank you you're welcome. <laughs> and, and Makisha. 
Worst thank you ever. Worst <laughs> freaking thank you ever. What did you think of, of the third episode here? I was like, I felt like wounded. But okay, first of all, again, I'm learning. I, I, you would think after six seasons that I would know, don't go on Facebook or Twitter unless you've seen The Walking Dead first. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that's like, that's my bad. You know what I mean? But I still get mad at people. I don't, I don't care. Like, don't do that. It's still, it's, it's like an hour after the show aired, like, or not even an hour. Like, people are like, oh, poor Glenn. I'm like, hey, what? what? Come on. So, of course, I watched it later in the night, and then I, I understood why people were saying that, but I still wish they hadn't said it on social media. But that's, that's again, that's my bad. But, yeah, that was just hard to watch. That was really, really difficult to watch. You know, you, you, on some level, I think all of us knew that Nicholas was going to be Glenn's downfall. How Glenn didn't see it, I don't know. Um, but it still did not take away the sting of his death. And and then people, it's like these, these the stages of grief are just like so awesome on on social media. Like, <laughs> the <laughs> denial, <laughs> denial, and rationalization is just off the charts. Like, well, that could have been Nicholas's gut. Like, really? So he's he's lying on top of him, and his his own Nicholas's stomach is being ripped out on top of him, and he can. I mean, like, come on, come on. Where's Nicholas's head? For how long? Yeah. Well, I had that initial thought, except that. Yeah, I had that initial thought myself because you have that, wait, are they really killing off Glenn? And not just that they're doing that, are they really doing it in this way? After all these years, it's basically you you, you put up the, the good fight and then you die in just like the most bizarre, like unheroic way ever, you know, type <laughs> of thing. You know, just, way. yeah, just continues on like the the pointlessness of of trying to survive in this world or whatever but i did have that thought at first but then also the realization that even if it was they're going he's next th- th- yeah he, gonna they were going to get to him because while you can slime yourself with zombie guts and they might not see you sliming yourself with somebody else's guts just makes you a More bigger young. target yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so ketchup. it's zombie ketchup Blood but i also thought that they but then the way that they filmed it like that and then sort of backed off you get the there's no way that he could have survived i mean he's completely surrounded by zombies mm-hmm. it just seems but they didn't show you anytime they don't show you an actual like the person actually die like you couldn't see that for sure that that's who that they were actually ripping into him Exactly. That well, Jason, that, they didn't want to just show you his little head there with nothing left below it. Well, yeah, I mean, I just but it, I mean, they didn't show. But usually, you see them like biting into somebody, or you and you you just hundred percent know that that they're like the guy that had been bit and then didn't make it over the fence. You watch them just chomp him. Okay, and you knew of that guy. He was what was what were his legs made of? Lead? Like his back was bitten. Why did he not? Why wasn't he able to move his legs? <laughs> it's like so horrible. Like I mean, he was doomed anyway. I don't really feel particularly sorry for him, but the note was it did make me sad for him. And then Michonne's little message on her arm to him made me sad for her and them and all of that. But I just felt like it. Just, well, it in this so, type of thing, I I felt like that guy knew that he was dead already. So and he then, gave up at some point, and that was just enough for the zombies to grab a good, well, good thought, hand along that leg of his. Like, well, once they got him or something, <laughs> I thought maybe he would, 
I thought maybe there was going to be something like he goes out on sort of a heroic thing where he decides he sort of jumps in knowing that he was going to die anyway. Dude, the only one that was a hero was old girl who was like, this limp's my death. Now just eat yeah. me. And like, stop, stop, stop. And <laughs> she was more heroic than like all the guys that died. Like every man who died did not die as, as well as she died. Like the one guy who was like, Oh my God, like you guys, the zombies. And like just ran. And then later they find his hat and then his head. Like, <laughs> like and I also thought, like, it, would it have been a good idea to actually like get in the dumpster? Because would they have, would the zombies have been able to open? <laughs> I don't think so, but there was no time because your boy was like, thank you. Bang. And it was like, Bleh. but I mean, like, even before they climbed up on top of it, like they should have climbed in it instead of on top of it or something. But then like, how would you keep it closed? But zoo zombies know how to open dumpsters. I don't know. There was so yeah, many. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It seems like a better plan than standing on top of it, but I, it was just, and then them not, and then the outside things in that they didn't have him on Talking Dead afterwards, where usually somebody that dies is the guest on Talking Dead. And so he wasn't on Talking Dead. And so that fueled the fire of, is he really dead? And if they do that and they're messing with us, I'm going to be pissed because I don't like stuff like yeah. that. Like, I don't like I mean, situations well, they where put like, out some sort of, they put out some sort of thing that, that said you'll see Glenn again in, I don't know whether it's going to be in like, you know, it could be in like flashbacks or something, but they said you'll see parts of Glenn and that seemed seemed really bad. I hope you see his head being tossed back and forth by the zombies and they've learned how to play ball. Yeah, I don't, I don't, their whole message was weird. I, but the, the situation that they left him in, if he's not dead, then the show sort of loses something I mean, I think the way that they did this, it loses something both ways because if he yeah. were to somehow miraculously not be dead, yeah, then you're just like, really? But then the way that they – but he is dead, then the way that they killed him, you're just like, really? Like this is how right. this, is how this like- guy we followed since the beginning is going to go out? Exactly. I mean, two years ago, I, I remember being at Comic-Con and Kirkwood was saying, uh, Kirkland was saying that, you know, he's dead in the in the comic books. So his days are numbered. But that was like season four. So when he didn't <laughs> die in season four, you know what I'm saying? So he yeah. didn't die in season four and he didn't die in season five. I just accepted the fact that everything is not like to the letter and to the, you know, every detail is not exactly the same in the show on the show that is it, it is in the comic book. And it just shrugged like, well, I guess maybe he's not going to die. And that's good. because But the Nicholas thing kept bothering me. Like, why is he like leaving this guy? Like, why is he still around this guy? OK, so the guy's not trying to kill you anymore. He's still like a horrible person to be paired with. Like, just don't stop going to like, you know, isolated places with this man. But so it it wasn't going to end well. I didn't think it would end like that, though. And at the same time, like you said, if he somehow they're like, oh, actually, he was under Nicholas's body. And these these are really picky um, <laughs> zombies who stop at the first body and don't eat Glenn's face because yeah. it's wiggling around. I mean, it's an appetizer. They yeah. ate Noah's face. I yeah. mean, these are like some really like picky zombies. Versus- he somehow able to push himself underneath the dumpster or something and. Somebody else came and I saved mean, like, him something. I don't know. He was already he was already flailing, and their arms were doing their 
Yeah. Doing their thing right on top of him. Well, I people mean, were coming no up way. with all types of ways that he he could survive. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, nah, at this rate, he's got to be dead. And it just went out in like the most terrible way ever. But what do you think of the way – because up, up until then, <laughs> I was quite enjoying – the first few episodes of the season, I thought that they've been pretty incredible in the way that they've told the story that you're seeing. I mean, they've kind of told stories in this way before where you're seeing things in parallel, where mm-hmm. you follow certain people during a, a period of time. And so this first three episodes has basically given us the whole story, you know, with Michonne and the other two making it back. They're making it back about the time where things had ended and you know the other people had already left you know that had attacked and so you're seeing you 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 saw everything that happened but you didn't get it all in one episode and i think they do a really good job in telling stories that way with having such sort of a large cast well <laughs> in having such a large cast <laughs> they they added uh they it's like they added a bunch of people just to chomp up and then that's act- what they do <laughs> and then I, I think I, I liked I've liked it so far. I, I liked last night with, with the exception of the death, but I guess again, <laughs> with the I, exception of like the last thirty seconds, right? Um, <laughs> I really liked it. I didn't. I don't know the guy's name with the braids, whose wig is too distracting for me to even remember his name. But like oh. his confrontation with Michelle, I thought was really good. I, I liked how the zombies in the pet store were just napping. And then they were like, wait, do I smell people? Like, what's, what's that? And they start banging around. <laughs> After how many minutes were they in that pet shop? And then Michonne opens the door or whatever, and the zombies come out and they make all this noise and all this. I, mean, I, I, I loved how it kept building. Where just when you think, okay, it can't get any worse, it kept getting worse. Um, and then Rick and the whole Morgan thing is like they're they're constantly coming back to you know, the consequences of Morgan's choices and actions. When he decides not to kill people and follow sort of that Rick doctrine of thought, like you got to take care of, you got to eliminate the threat because before the threat comes back, because, you know, Rick has had way more experience with that. And every time he hasn't, they come back. Morgan, not so much. And so he lets those guys go. And what happens? They attack Rick in the motorhome and, you know, Rick shoots and the zombies come and the motorhome doesn't start. And it's it's just it's, compel- it's really compelling writing. I love it. It's it's not like especially for that genre where you're. I think people tend to have a shorter attention span. They they hammer it home immediately. Like remember those people that Morgan didn't kill? Yeah, now they're right with Rick, and they're gonna kill him. <laughs> and, um, they're gonna try to anyway because you know he's not gonna die. But you know what I mean? So like it's just this constant action reaction type satisfaction for the viewer. Where you know for people in past seasons. And people, I mean, you know, like you said, like, you, no matter what you do, no matter what the show, somebody's going to have a complaint on a timeline on Twitter, on Facebook, somewhere. <clears throat> and that's fine. It is what it is. But I have to say, for me, as someone who's watched it all six seasons, I've just been very satisfied with the the, the character development, um, people staying true to themselves, it's watching people sort of evolve. I, mean, I thought it was this great scene where the guy who with the heavy legs, who with the bite in the back was going to die anyway, is talking to Michonne and... He's telling her, you know, he met Betsy or whatever. I remember Betsy. I don't remember him. I said, no, it's horrible. But <laughs> he wrote Betsy's name, whatever. So anyway, he t- he's telling her that Betsy saved his life. Somehow, despite all the stuff that happened to him in this zombie apocalypse, you know, and he lost everybody, she showed him that you can't stop living because there's hope. There's somebody that can help 
help you out of this out of this situation and so it doesn't seem so bleak and there's this great scene that she's, he's talking to Michelle and he's telling her that and there's this moment where you're almost like Michelle's like thinking and you're like Ooh, who is she thinking about because she's thinking of someone like who is her Betsy is it Morgan is it Rick is it you know what I mean so I think I love that those little little seeds they plant to make you you know, connect with these characters and feel sympathy for these characters and, and, and something that's such a, you know, dark and scary world, they, it, it still shows you that the people are the ones you care about the most, the ones you like anyway. So I love it. I still, I'm, I'm in for, I, I, but like I said, I, you, like you said, I think if they don't kill Glenn, it's bad. If they do kill, if Glenn is definitely dead, it's bad. It's, there's just no, <laughs> yeah, there's just... no good way coming out of this. Yeah. Cause if he would have gone out, in the midst of actually doing something that helped get the zombie horde going off in a different direction or, or actually, you know, helping to save the day instead of just the guy finally just loses it and decides, I don't want to get eaten by zombies. So I'm going to shoot myself. And in so doing knocks Glenn over and then he dies too. Thank you for believing in me, even though everybody and their mother knew that you should have killed me. Like, the beginning, the end of last season, the beginning of this season, I should be dead anyway. But thank you for keeping me on. <laughs> Bang! Now you all, now we all can all die. I mean, just it was. There's so many horrible. Things. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, again, it goes back to the Rick thing. Like Rick says, if this person's a threat to you, kill them because if they don't, if you don't, yeah. gonna, <laughs> and it just keeps ringing over true in every 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 other moment it comes, it rings true. It's so, it's so sad and horrible, especially because you're like, I don't want Rick always to be right. And yeah. I just wish Glenn would have listened to him. <laughs> but, I, well, it, but also sort of showed there in the, like this, the guy you were talking about was talking with Michonne and, and it heard Rick's conversation and stuff. Yeah. And then when he takes the guy that has been shot and Michonne and he, he's like, come on, let's go. We had no choice. He, it looks like he may have finally come around and have finally seen something like some of what Michonne was talking about. Right. And not be – that's the only thing that's been bothering me is the, is the number of people that, while they've been lucky and shielded here in Virginia, they're just sheer unability to, like, get it. <laughs> you know, like – it's, it's infuriating. Just thinking that – like the whole thing about, especially in the first episode when, or you know, when Ethan Embry's character finally you know gets it, the whole thing around like they had this plan, and then the truck falls. He's like, "But it was only supposed to be a dry run. We're not supposed to be doing this till tomorrow." And it's like, <laughs> "But you obviously can't wait, you know." So, and then everybody just sort of you know, some of them keep complaining about about some of this stuff and you're just like, uh, what do you not, what do you not get? And then I guess you, they haven't seen, like Michonne said, they haven't seen enough of what's really been going on or had to deal with, you know, like actual other humans, you know, when they get back and, you know, the ones that make it back and find out what's happened and the people that survive there, I think more people are going to be on board with (laughs) sort of the Rick plan going forward here at least but it just makes you wonder because you're like okay i know everybody like you said they've been protected behind these walls in, in alexandria but you're like 
But at this point, (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't you be like, hmm, these people are still alive after all this. Perhaps they might just might know what they're talking. I mean, like, seriously, like there's a guy running away from the crowd and. At this point, and like because he accidentally was, shot one of the other people, so he runs off. He, right, was just, <laughs> and then he like, just randomly, wildly shooting. <laughs> and it's like sad because you're like, well, they had all those guns that no one ever think to do target practice, but it's just like this guy's just like you know, ah, bang, 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 and just <laughs> shooting wildly, and it's just, it's just sad because I mean, you're it's almost like you make. It, I almost wish that more of the characters could be like the guy with the horrible wig, because even though he wanted to give Michonne, you know, guff and give her all this, you know, static about, well, I heard Rick and I know you're going to leave. Yeah. yeah he's, because he's still on board what? with the plan. <laughs> it's going to happen anyway. And not just that, but even with him being sort of naive in that regard, at least he's tough enough, I feel like, to handle himself. Some of these other people were just like, oh, my God, like they're just the worst characters. And like you said, I know it's one of those things where they build up the cast just to kill him off by zombie <laughs> or whatever <laughs> uh, or by wolf, whatever those people are. But it's just like, come on. Like, I, I would hope they would be a little smarter than that, but apparently not. Like these people are just getting bitten in the face and just randomly attacked. <laughs> With with stuff that you just feel like couldn't they have fight you know fought them off a little better than that or if I had a little bit more gumption or fight in them it just it's just it's just baffling because you're like why are they out then but I guess even if they'd stayed behind the wolves would have got them in, gotten them yeah. in. <laughs> well they they sure got a lot of it turned out to be a lot more people living in Alexandria than I thought because apparently there was just lots of un, never before seen people that just got hacked to death. There were neighborhood pockets we just were not aware of, or yeah. like I guess people, a lot of people living in one house. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But even with some of these things that are are kind of bothersome, I think we're both we're both sort of enjoying the the season so far. The 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 tension that's built up, the way that they told the story, it almost was like basically a giant three-part season premiere really exactly like leading up to where we ended last night and now we'll you know, continue on from there i just wish that with the exception of and again i can't think of her name but she was like the woman who was the lesbian who was on the, with the governor and now she's part of rick's camp i wish that there were more instances where rick wasn't right but i guess it is what it is in that world i mean <laughs> It just feels like, oh, Rick was right. Yeah, you should have killed. Oh, you should have killed him too. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Rick. Uh, that's right. But, yeah. All right, that's that's enough. Walking Dead. We'll move on to the last show on the list, which is Supergirl, season one, episode one, the pilot, which premieres tonight as we're recording this. And Carissa, what do you think of Supergirl? It's not my favorite but I can see the appeal and what appeal it's going to have for young girls, especially. I think it's about time we have a a female superhero. Well, I'm not a young girl, but I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know a lot of, I know a lot of people are going to, it's just not my bag. It's a little too cheesy for me. How about you, Bakisha? I liked it. I really did. I feel cheesy now. (laughs) I'm not a young girl either. I'm not, I don't even know. uh, but yeah, I, I, I won't tell my age, but I'm not young. <laughs> but I, I like it. I like. I thought it was fun, and I thought it was one of those sweet shows you could watch with your kids. And I like the. Um, I, I liked her. I think you have to like her. I think that's with any of these shows with superheroes. If you like the person, it makes it a much more fun ride. And I and I really just found myself rooting for her. 
especially because, you know, like technically she's Superman's older cousin, but she got, you know, stuck in a time warp or whatever. She's like frozen in time. And so she comes out and she's like younger than him and way behind him in terms of uh, her advancement and her superhero skills because she hasn't been able to use them until now. Um, but I, I just, I love it. I, I, I love the concept. I love that uh, Jimmy or James or whatever you want to call him is, <laughs> is, is black and awesome and hot and, 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 and I love the actor. So, I mean, I, I love the cast. I had a hard time initially with Calista Flockhart because, because I just tend to <laughs> ever since Ally McBeal ended, but she didn't even get on my nerves. Not even she could stop me from liking the show. She stopped me from like, she couldn't stop me from like a super girl, at least so far. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to see more episodes. This is fun to watch. Yeah, Chris, are you just not into superhero stuff in general, or no, no? I watch all the other. Well, I don't. I don't watch Agents of Shield, but I watch the other superhero stuff. I don't know. I just didn't. It just didn't fly with me <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I, I. It was just. It was too optimistic. Too. Um. It. It. In my. It's my one of my new ratings. To Kimmy Schmidt, and everybody <laughs> oh. else loves Kimmy Schmidt, and I just don't like it. I'm not oh. an optimist. I'm really a pessimist. So the more optimistic and, and happy and zippy and peppy people are, the less likely I am to to feel for them, which is bizarre because I love The Flash. So why I like him, I don't know. I guess because he's very depressed in heart, at heart. Despite <laughs> <laughs> his ability to really connect, you know, and do his job. Because really, his mom sad. had died and his dad was in jail and all that stuff. You really connected to him on that on that sad side of him, that is outstanding. So I, I, I Tara to have a little more, a little more depression coming through. Perhaps if she can embrace her, her more, her more, um, more of her damaged side, I can, I can learn to relate. But I don't want that to happen for for other people's <laughs> enjoyment because I, I do understand everybody else is enjoying it. So I would, I wouldn't want them to change anything. Well, I could definitely see some of the cheesy aspects of it. The sort of opening of the of the show and and some of that is, you know, a little bit like really in some respects. But I think the show, I like that it it jumps right into it. It creates a situation that she needs to use her abilities and then decide from there that, you know, she really should be doing more like what her cousin's been doing and use her abilities to help people. And it puts her in the suit and it has her, you know, fighting somebody. It has her telling a, a couple people, basically. So you get that sort of having to hide the secret identity from like the closest people to you out of the way. I thought it got I like that it just sort of got right to it. And I'm really interested to see now past the sort of setup, how episodes are really going to work from week to week and what the you know what the show is if the the exact tone that they have in the show is of the pilot episode is really what's going to translate going forward but i just really enjoyed the episode and like you said Makisha, i think uh, melissa benoist is fantastic i love melissa benoist i love mccab brooks <laughs> yeah. um i don't i, I love melissa flocker i love mccab brooks too <laughs> I, mean, I, I give him an A plus. Yes. 
James, Jimmy Olsen never looks so good. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not to take it there, James, but I'm taking it there. Jimmy, Jimmy James Olsen instead Jimmy of James. Jimmy James is hot. <laughs> only, only the big guy can call him Jimmy. Right. <laughs> he says with his Obama-esque smile. I mean, I just, I love him. <laughs> He's the best. I love McCann Brooks. No, I just, I think, I just, there's so much. I love the government angle. I love Kyler Lee. She's, I mean, I liked her on Grey's Anatomy. I didn't even like Grey's Anatomy by that point she was on, and I liked her. So, yeah, I've always has- I've always liked her, and so yeah. I I like that they set up. I think the show is interesting that it's set up. It has it basically has like three you know, female characters that are sort of in control or you know have big responsibilities. You have- yeah, three female characters and two black dudes. Yeah. It's like this is <laughs> this is like this is awesome. It's <laughs> like Hillary and 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 Barack all over again. It's just great. It's power and 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 they're smart. And they're likable. I mean, it's not just random diversity, just kind of. I mean, David Harewood was awesome on on Homeland, and now he's awesome on Supergirl. So it's just th- these aren't. You know, I don't feel like in any way they're these are happenstance type casting choices. These are very <clears throat> smart, deliberate casting choices. I think with a lot of people who you can't help but like, whether or not, like you said, like Carissa said, this is your cup of tea. That's something else. But it's not because the cast isn't good. It's because, if, you know, if you like this kind of show and you like Melissa Benoist, then then go Benoit. Is it Benoit or Benoist? It's Benoist. Benoist. Then you just go with it, you know? It's just, it's, a, it's fun. Yeah, I had no idea how to pronounce it either until I finally actually saw, like, a, a quick promo on, on CBS, like, during a football game or something, where, where the announcer's like, Melissa Benoist. And, oh, good. And I was like... Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> thank you. Now I know because I've heard it so many different ways you know, <laughs> uh, that it was I was like, well, if the CBS announcer guy is saying it that way, that must be the way that you say yeah, it. Yeah, he can't say it. He can't say it the wrong way. I mean, it's just one of those shows. You're, I mean, like, you know, all all every time there's a good pilot doesn't mean that the show or a pilot that like across the board and most people have liked. With Carissa being the oh, Kimmy Smith <laughs> exception, no offense, Carissa. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I I admit it. I know I'm a, I'm the exception to the rule. I, every once in a while, you just are the exception to the rule. There's certain shows where people start watching it, and all I see are praise for the show like everywhere, and I just go really. And right. I try and sometimes go back and watch to see what. Did I did I just was I in a bad mood when I watched yeah. those episodes? Everybody like, has that show. Yeah. Was I not and you go back and watch it and you're just like, no, this is not for me, but Nope, still don't like it. <laughs> still don't still don't like it. I mean, and there's certain shows where I can see it's not for me, but I can still see the quality of it. Right. And then there's other shows that I don't even see the quality of it, yet it's still getting like so much praise and I'm just like, I don't get it. I just do not get this one. But I'm really interested to see where Supergirl goes. Like anything else, like you said, a pilot, you know, it can be great. And then they don't quite have the budget or whatever for the second episode or whatever (laughs) type of thing. And, you know, things just don't exactly go well from from there. But this is one of the shows that, you know, going into the fall season, I was most excited for. And then once seeing it it had maintained it being at the top of the list of at least network stuff. And I'm just excited to see, I like some of the stuff that they set up with 
you know, the the ant and the other, you know, like all the superpowered criminals that crashed at the same time she did. <laughs> I'm a little interested into why it took 14 years before they really started doing anything or, or what. Maybe they were activated at the same time like, she woke up. Yeah, it's like <laughs> why it's taken yeah. so long for their plan to fully become something that's, Some superhero that's becoming a, a bigger cases. problem uh, type of yeah. thing. But uh, but other than that, I I really like the, the sort of her coming into, you know, using her abilities and, you know, like the government guy not being, you know, necessarily a big fan because – when she came, so did the rest of them, you know, type of thing. Right. And I just really liked it. I hope we get to see some more. I hope we get to see more coming up with the, the like the sisters go home for the weekend. Cause I really <laughs> like to see, you know, you have uh, Dean Kane Supergirl and, and Superman. Yeah. 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 You have Superman yeah, and Supergirl as that. parents. I hope that they end up getting incorporated into it more, more than just like the cameo and the, in the premiere episode. Right. But yeah, definitely. I, I liked a lot of, of how they set it up and what they, what they have going. And then just really liked her the same as yeah. with the flash really like Grant Gustin. If you pick the wrong lead for your, <laughs> for any show, but especially one like, like these where so much of it revolves around, revolves around them that right. if, if you don't like them, or the way they've created the character, then yeah, you're probably not going to be jumping on board. But if you're looking for, you know, something with a bit of a happy tinge to it. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's a, it's a very happy show. Then Supergirl will probably be a show that you should check out. And speaking right. of things to check out, we'll move on to the TV recommendations. My recommendation, it's doesn't premiere until november 20th on amazon prime but it's the man in the high castle i watched the first two episodes over the weekend the first episode is still out there anybody can go watch it to watch the pilot episode but they had put the second episode out for anybody to watch as well over this last weekend and the show is really good and i can't (laughs) wait till the rest of it drops on the 20th even though it drops at the same time as as jessica jones it's gonna be a really busy weekend because I'm going to be like mainlining both of them, but <laughs> I'd been sort of putting off watching this because it was so far till it was actually going to premiere, and the whole concept of the U.S. having lost the war and Germany and Japan have split the country basically in half, and it's in the early 1960s now, but the whole country's under Japanese or German control. And just the the world that they the alternate reality world that they've created in both making it still feel like it's the sixty the early sixties, but yet what it might have been like had it gone this way. It just I don't know, the story and the some of the characters they've created in inside of it, I was drawn in from right from the beginning and I can't wait to see more. But that's that's still got a few weeks till that, that drops. But uh, Carissa, what uh, what is your recommendation? Um, just a real quick note: there is a book of that in case anybody's interested. Yeah, it's the Man in the High Castle. Yeah, it's built and off. I read, of, I yeah, read that. A Philip K. A Philip K. Dick novel. Yeah, and it's it's um, pretty close to to the first episode that I saw, anyway. And it, I don't think it's 
Um, I was going to recommend something else, but I don't know if anybody else has recommended this, which I happened to just binge this past weekend. Has anybody ever talked about difficult people on Hulu? No, I don't think anybody's recommended. Oh, what's wrong with all these difficult people? (laughs) (laughs) Amory recommended casual recently, but not, not difficult people. Well, difficult people stars. Yeah. that Billy on the street guy? Yeah, Billy Eichner. Billy, yeah, Billy Eichner and uh, what is her name? Laura Kasner, I believe. And they stars uh or Julie Julie Klausner. Yeah. Um they, they star as best friends in New York City who are a writing team and they're trying to find you know, trying to like make their break. And the part that made it so funny for me is that Julie plays somebody who is a TV recapper. She's constantly walking around saying, I'm a TV recapper. <laughs> I know. Those of us who actually do that kind of stuff, it's just hilarious. But the whole thing is just really well done and they're funny. And it's about just their quest to be recognized and make their break in comedy and hopefully, you know, write something that somebody's going to pick up at some point and what they're doing in the meantime. And they tend to be difficult and hate the celebrities. And mostly what she recaps whenever she does her, her recaps are like reality shows. And so everybody hates them and they're constantly getting kicked out of parties. And, <laughs> and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of cameo spots like the fellow who does the after shows for the uh, desperate housewives, real housewives. He's on and, uh, Oh, Andy Mark short. And all kinds of people, yeah, Martin Short and all kinds of people make really funny cameos, but it was really good. And I binged it while I was at a hotel this weekend. So nice. And it got a second, a second uh, season already. So don't be afraid that if you watch the first season that you're never going to get to see it again. That's on Hulu. All right. And how about you, Makisha? Uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead, which I didn't expect to to like as much as I did. I love Bruce Campbell. So that was, that was a... It wasn't our sale, but it just was a lot of fun. I mean, it even it reminded me of the Evil Dead movies, which I, I loved growing up. But this it was like a whole other level of kitsch and more updated, like jabs and references and sort of like you know winks and nods to stuff. And it just it was it's a lot of fun. I commend Stars for taking on something that you know could have could have you know imploded horribly or exploded <laughs> either way you want to look. And just you know it could have been like just. This, a bad idea, but it was a great idea. It's a lot of fun. I don't know how long they can go with it. Um, I don't think it has the same, I would argue it doesn't have the same shelf life as uh, Walking Dead or True Blood, but it's, it. hey, as long as Bruce Campbell wants to do it, I think they can have a lot of fun with it. The way the episodes are designed, there leaves a lot of room to keep playing around with it, and it's it, it's in no hurry to get to a conclusion <laughs> or, or to even explain what's going on with these demons and why they're back, but um, it, it's, it's still a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun to watch. It's very bloody, very silly. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it when it debuts on Halloween. It's a great. It's great for that. It's not. I don't. I don't feel like it's particularly scary. I feel like actually Walking Dead is scarier. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's more on the the sort of cheesy B movie scale of things. Right. Like the the right. way that they're not going for uber realistic, like heads being chopped off necessarily. They're going more for blood squirting and flying all over the place type of stuff. And 
Yes. Very tongue in cheek. Very silly. You know, I mean, like you look if if you look at the sort of landscape of horror series right now, you know, you have American Horror Story, The Walking Dead and then this of all of the three. This is one of obviously for good reason takes itself the least seriously. And and, for you know, and it's and that's fun. That's what makes the show so fun is that it doesn't take itself at all seriously. Like the movies, neither, neither the movies, of course, but it, should, it works. It, it just works. I don't know how. Why I think it's so funny because <laughs> <laughs> people are getting. I like yeah. you helps like the movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's funny. I laughed most for the majority of it. If I was if I wasn't wincing at the blood splatter and this like overall just abuse of blood <laughs> that's just shed and sprayed all over the place, and the gore and the heads exploding, um, I was just laughing. So it was like a lot of like a mixed emotions. Yeah, everything <laughs> sort of most of it's played time. for fun. Totally. And it never was, it never felt gratuitous. It's, and if it is, it's, it's in the, in the kitschy, silly direction and not like, oh my God, you know, whereas there have been times even watching American Horror Story and The Walking Dead where I felt like, okay, this is just way too much. Yeah, <laughs> this is too much, even my, even from my high, high, uh, uh, level of, of, of gore and blood. I can't, I, you know, I, I I can't. Sometimes even I have to turn away. But for this, you kind of got to kind of laugh and play along with it, at least for now. You know, it can become when the hero has a chainsaw attached to his hand, you know, type of right. Thing. I mean, the threshold for for blood and and for silliness is, is, is way yeah. <laughs> goes up real high. Yeah, yeah. That premieres on Stars on Halloween night on the thirty first. Halloween and night, night. If, yeah. If yep. you want to watch the movies again or haven't seen the movies, they're going to be playing all three of the Evil Dead movies on the 30th with uh, Bruce Campbell sort of hosting the night. Nice. So you can you can watch the, the Evil Dead trilogy the night before and then watch the premiere uh, on Halloween night. And Yeah, even the sex scenes are hilarious. <laughs> 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 and if you want uh, a little more on... My thoughts on that one, you can go to tvholic.com slash previews slash Ash versus Evil Dead, and you can listen to what I had to say more about that there. I'll have a link to that in the show notes, as well as links to the rest of our recommendations, as well as the news stories we talked about, and also where you can find and read Carissa and Makisha in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 296. And next week... Amory will be back with me, and our guest will be Claire Gindel from TVWithATwist.com, and we'll be talking some more TV next week. And thank you, Carissa and Makisha, for joining me on episode 296. Thank you. Bye.